This is the Clonmel Podcast with Mark Whelan. Hello, it's Mark here and welcome to the Clonmel Podcast, episode 110 for this Friday, the 18th of November. Brought to you by our friends at Manny Restaurant, Parnell Street, Clonmel. Have you enjoyed the Manny experience yet with their very passionate team aimed to make your evening memorable? Now for more, go to manny.ie, that's www.manny.ie. Manny Restaurant Clonmel open Tuesday to Saturday from 5 to 9 p.m. And by the way, I was chatting to Catherine during the week from Manny and she was telling me that from Sunday, December the 4th and up until Christmas, she'll be in the restaurant from 1 to 4 p.m. for bookings, gift voucher sales, etc. Kind of thinking here, wouldn't a Manny gift voucher make the perfect Christmas present this year for somebody? Certainly would. Why not pop in and have a chat with Catherine? So, how was your week? Hope it went well. Have to say, wasn't it great to see the sun shining the last couple of days? And there was some frost there as well. You know, nice to take a break from that wet and windy weather. Believe it or not, I actually got to cut the grass this week. I know, yeah. In November. It was so long, I was like that Poldark fella off the telly. Without, or should I say, with the shirt on. <laughs> not without the shirt on. That's the last thing you want to see, trust me. <laughs> but I hope you had a good old week. Great result too for Clonmel Commercials beating Nemo Rangers and we got to see it on the telly as well. The semis are next against Newcastle West so best of luck to the commercials. Clonmel Town beat Clonmel Celtic in the Munster Youth Cup this week. Well done to Clonmel ACs and former Clonmel podcast guest Angela McCann who won the Stook 10 Miler in Kilkenny for the 10th time and also congrats to all the other winners too. Alison Cronin from the Alison Cronin Dance Academy. We hate me mentioning this, but it was her birthday this week. Happy birthday, Alison. Yai Tai Restaurant, or is it Yi Tai, at the Showground Shopping Centre opened this week. We'd like to wish them all the best in the future. There was also bridge repair works on the Gas House Bridge this week. You may have seen that. And also those barrier works continue on the bypass with traffic moving fairly freely there. The Cost of Living protest march took place last Saturday around Clonmel. Did you go? You can check out the Clonmel podcast Bite Size for more on that where I got to speak to some of the people who attended. And as confirmed on Facebook's Clonmel Stories 2 page, the Christmas lights will be up in town this year. Well done to everyone involved there. So what is coming up this week on the Clonmel podcast? Well, I chat to Kieran Lyons about his days DJing back in the town and so much more. News on Christmas fairs coming up, a Santa run, bingo jobs. And you know what? It's an action-packed show this week. The Clonmel podcast. But first, it runs in the family, comes to Raheem House from December the 6th to the 9th. And I caught up with Edmund Ryan to find out more. Tell us about it runs in the family. Well, it's a play by Ray Cooney, and if anyone's familiar with Ray, he does a lot of comedy and very large casts in it. So it's, uh, it's set in a doctor's common room in St. Andrew's Hospital in London, and Dr. Mortimer, David Mortimer, is preparing himself for a very important speech, the Ponsonby Lecture. <laughs> and uh, Sir Willoughby Drake, who's the chairman of the board, is very particular about this lecture. It has to go right. So he's under a bit of pressure, so he's, he's learning it off. Unfortunately, an ex-flame of his arrives, a nurse Tate, she was a nurse in the hospital uh, 19 years previously, he, who he had a little flame, would you see? Now, he was a married man at the time, <gasps> and is still happily married, but she informs him, did she not wonder why she suddenly left the hospital? 
And he said, no, and it transpires anyway that she was with child. Oh my God. And he's now the father of a son called Leslie. Panic. His Ponsonby lecture will go up and smoke if this gets out. And the important thing about the Ponsonby lecture is it's almost a direct line to a knighthood because the previous speaker got a knighthood out of it. And so he says, right, I can't have the, the authorities finding out about this. So what he does is he, he tries to fob her off and say, look, I'll ring you after this. And she says, no, you can't. Your son is downstairs looking for you. <laughs> oh, well, how, is, how is that? Well, initially she didn't tell the son that uh, his father was alive. She told him he was, had died in the Himalayas in the climbing accident so that he'd have a wonderful picture of his dad as a hero. But unfortunately, on his uh, 18th birthday, she decided to tell him the truth. And your man goes, what? But she, she explains that she didn't tell him who exactly his father was, only that he was in the hospital. So he hatches a plan, right, he doesn't know who I am, I'm going to stop people from finding out. And he ropes in Dr. Bonnie, who's his partner, into a web of deceit and eyes, and he tries, without giving too much away, Dr. Bonnie ends up stuck in the middle of it. So uh, basically what happened, he's trying to prevent the hospital authorities finding out. But meantime, while all this is going on, Sir Willoughby keeps coming in. You've got 10 minutes before that speech, what's going on here? And all sorts of things are happening. So on the way to the hospital, the son Leslie was apprehended by a sergeant for speeding and driving while over the limit and driving without a full license. It turns out when the mother tells him that the, uh, his father is in the hospital, uh, they had been drinking all night because of his birthday, he decided the next morning he was going to go into the hospital to find his father and took her car, so she had to chase after him in a taxi. So she was upstairs explaining to him, why, why am I telling you now? Well, you've got to come down and accompany your son to the police station. What? Turns out the sergeant wants to bring him to the police station because of his misdemeanours, but Leslie says he was entitled to have his father with him. So she says, I came upstairs to ask you, would you go with him, you see? Mm. And uh, that, that's when the problem starts. No, the sergeant is downstairs and won't go. So he said, no, I can't, I can't do it. So he's gonna, he has to make up a load of different stories. Uh, now, it gets very complicated from here on, but suffice to say that there's a matron involved and that Dr. Mortimer has to, to cover tracks, invent two other matrons, and he makes up two fake husbands for Nurse Tate in order to fob different people off. Into all this mayhem comes the senile gentleman, Bill, who's in a wheelchair, who uh, inadvertently gets roped into it because he happens to have the name Leslie, uh, Mr. Leslie, which is ah. the same name as the son. And during the, 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 the programme, Mortimer has told, some, has told people that she's a Mrs. Leslie, which isn't true at all. She's a Miss Tate. But anyway, so at one stage, they're looking, he mentions this, and the matron decides she'd go off and find where this Mr. Leslie was. Now, your man never realised there was someone in the hospital, a patient called Leslie, but anyway, they find him and wheel him in. So he's this old senior gentleman, and he's the major fly in the ointment, because any plans that the boys hatch up, this guy's listening in, and of course, at the crucial moment, he comes in, and puts a big... Uh, dun, dun, dun. No, that's not right. This is what happened. And it, it goes on from there. So but I can't tell you any more without uh, revealing... Well, You've done a great job. But, uh, that's most of the plot. But uh, if I tell you any more, you, 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 you'll, you'll 
spoil the surprise. And we don't want that, of course. No, no, no. How are tickets selling so far, Edmund? Uh, tickets are pretty good. Fr Friday, I, I'd say, it's, it's probably sold out at this stage. Thursday as well. There's, there's tickets there for Wednesday, and there's, there's a good few tickets there for Tuesday. And great concept, isn't it, Dinner Theatre? Also come to Raheen House, lovely place to come as well. Absolutely. Um, we, we started in Raheen in 2009, but we originally did Dinner Theatre in the Clonmel Arms back, I think it was... 87, I think, yeah. Stella O'Sullivan no uh, was started that off, and it's been a very successful thing for us. So we've moved a few times. We did a few shows in the, the Manila as well, but uh, it wasn't quite really a, a, a suitable venue. But we came to Raheen then in 2009, and we've been coming here ever since. Now, I know you're starring in this as well, I believe. Unfortunately, yes. Uh, I, I, I have to take many parts in this. Um, we and somebody had to drop out so I had to step into the part and as a backup then thankfully uh, uh, Sarah Finnegan has come in as a, as a director as well so she's, she takes over when I'm on stage and that has worked out quite well. Okay, best of luck. Tickets are 35 euros that's and right, available yes. from the book market, I believe. The book market, yes. That's where I got mine. <laughs> oh, well, that, well, that's good because that's where they are. <laughs> okay, Edmund, thank you very much. No problem. It's a pleasure talking to you. Thank you, Edmund. A Sinn Féin fundraiser is coming to Shenanigans Bar, Thomas Street. Rebel Night, Let the People Sing is on Saturday, December the 10th at 9pm. The price is just €5, Euros, that is all. And there will also be raffle and spot prizes on the night. That is going to be a great night. A Christmas market is coming to the Old St Mary's Church, Mary Street, on Saturday, December the 10th from 11am to 4pm. I love these Christmas markets. 20 stalls, there'll be raffles, home baking, teas, coffees, Christmas tree, reefs, and wait for it, Santa's Grotto. Ten euros per child with a prezi, plus lots more going on that day. Well worth a visit. Hillview Sports Club are holding a pitch and putt Christmas hamper competition. It's on Sunday, the 27th of November at 9.30am with the last card at 2pm. Entry fee is just a tenner and all you have to do is show up to take part. And while we're at it, don't forget Hillview's Monday night bingo continues. €1,000 jackpot on offer with prize money of two grand. All gets underway at 8pm and you get some tea and coffee and maybe a bicky at half time. I'm kind of thinking, imagine winning that grand just in time for Christmas. Wouldn't that be good? Just out the road in Grange, the National School Parents Association are having their annual Christmas craft fair in the Grange Community Hall this coming Sunday, the 20th of November. It's on from 10am to 1pm and all are welcome to attend there. Now here's one for the kids. Marvellous Mascots Live tribute show comes to the Talbot Hotel this coming Sunday. Two shows to choose from. The first at 1.30pm, the second at 4pm. Price is €12 Euros per person, €40 Euros for a family of four, and you pay at the door. Get more details on the Talbot Hotel Clonmel social media pages. Now, the closing date for the presentation secondary school first year enrolment applications for September 2023 is Tuesday, November the 29th. So that's closing very, very soon if you want to get in there. The Tipperary Hygiene Bank's Christmas appeal, hashtag it's in the bag, is currently on. I love this idea. So here's what you do. You choose if you'd like to support an individual or a household this Christmas and pick up items for them. They're asking for shampoos, shower gels, maybe toothpaste, brushes, deodorants, and maybe a gift set too. You can then drop them off at the designated collection points around the town. I know the Sue Ryder Charity Shop is one. 
in Mary Street, O'Gorman's Pharmacy in Gladstone Street and Deals in O'Connell Street. I love the work the Tipperary Hygiene Bank do and get more details on their social media pages as well. If, like me, you're at home thinking that kettle does not work anymore, I must put it somewhere, well, there's a free recycling bin for your small electrical items outside DID and the poppy fields. I spotted this last Saturday. It's free, no purchase necessary. So just rock up with your kettle, toaster or small electrical appliance and put it in the bin there. And don't forget, we also have the Council Recycling Centre over by the Wildy. South Tipperary Hospice are holding a virtual candle light ceremony on Friday, December the 2nd at 5pm, where they will light a candle in their offices down the quay in memory of their patients, their families and friends. They would also invite you to join them by lighting a candle in your own home in memory of a loved one. The hospice will also have a candle lighting during the Christmas period. Feathered Ladies Football Club and St Rita's Camogie Club are having a dinner dance at the Talbot Hotel on Saturday, November the 26th. Music by the legend that is DJ Chang. Trust me, if you're ever going to an event and you've got DJ Chang there, you know it's going to be a good night. The guy is a pure legend. Tickets are €45 Euros from Hall on this number, 87 621 7055 or Ursula on 086-269-1119 and dinner mm, will be served at 7.30pm. Enjoy the night. Fozzie's Santa run will take place on Saturday, the 10th of December, leaving the Apple Green Garage. Now, I'm not sure if it's the one out Dungarvan Road or the one down the Waterford Road. We'll let you know nearer the time. It starts at 2.30pm, all donations going to the children's ward at the Tipperary University Hospital. The Punter Restaurant at the Clonmel Greyhound Track is now open for breakfast from 9.30am to 12pm, Monday to Friday. You can walk in or book. It's entirely up to you but you'll be guaranteed to enjoy lots of delicious food. The Clonmel Swimming Club are holding open trials at the Clonmel Pool on Saturday, December the 10th from 7.45 to 8.45 a.m. and on Saturday the 17th of December from the same time, 7.45 to 8.45 a.m. for swimmers aged between 7 and 13 years who are interested in joining the club. Swimmers must attend both days of the trials. Now, parents of the kids interested in attending a trial must contact the club's secretary in advance of the trials with details of their child's name and date of birth. The club secretary, by the way, can be contacted on this number 86 RTE Folk nominees Alfie are coming to Moynihan's Bar on Friday, December the 9th. Doors open at 8pm with the show getting underway at 9. Get your tickets from www.clonmelworldmusic.com or call this number 86 The Clonmel Repair Café is back at the Tipperary Arts Centre on Saturday, November the 26th between 11.30am to 1.30pm. Want to pop along with easy repairs carried out, advice given, build repair skills and lots more. Well worth checking out. I might see you there. The road at the level crossing at Patrick's Well, Gort Moor, be closed for several days in December for upgrade works to the level crossing. The planned closure will be from 8am on Friday, December the 2nd to 5pm on Monday, December the 5th, with traffic being diverted via the N24 and the L3282. 
The Christmas shop is now open at the Clune Restaurant and Trading Centre. Massive range of handmade items for the perfect Christmas gift this year from pottery crafts, puddings, hampers, Christmas cakes as well. Opening hours are Tuesday to Thursday from 9.30am to 3pm, Friday 9.30am to 2pm and you can call 05261 for more details. The Clonmel Rugby Club Split the Bucket Draw takes place this coming Sunday evening, the 20th of November at Mulcahy's Bar at 6pm. Get more details on how you can enter on the Clonmel Rugby Club social media pages. The Gents' Annual Christmas Turkey and Ham Competition is now on at Slevelemont Golf Club, running until December the 4th, €5 per entry, and you can enter as many times as you like. Staying with Slevelemont Golf Club, don't forget that the Christmas Flower Demo is on Tuesday, the 6th of December at 7pm by Mandy from Feathered Flowers. Price is €10, which goes towards the Crumlin Children's Hospital and Holy Trinity Feathered. You can get your tickets from Heather at the clubhouse. We mentioned this last week that Tipperary County Council's Play It Again project is back again this year. This is where you have a search around the house, maybe in the attic or the shed, from any old instruments that you no longer play in the gathering dust. And what you do is drop them off at the council's recycling centre by the Wildy. They will then be passed on to schools for good use. That's a great idea, it really is. The Tipperary Museum of Hidden History will be closed tomorrow, Saturday, the 19th of November, due to staff shortages, but will reopen on Tuesday, the 22nd of November at 10am. A cooking demonstration by the great Rose Prendergast and a floral demonstration by Mildred Stokes will take place in the Colony Community Hall on December the 5th at 7.30pm. All are welcome to attend. Price is €10 and there will also be a raffle on the night with proceeds going to the Colony Community Hall. Fionn McCall players present The Lonesome West by Martin McDonough at the White Memorial Theatre on Saturday the 26th of November. It all starts at 8pm, the price is €15 and you can pay at the door. Now I'm sure Santa's getting quite busy at this stage, not long to go now to Christmas and he'll be arriving at the Dove Hill Centre on Saturday November the 26th. You can book your place now at dovehillcentre.com. The Kilcash Arts Craft Food Fair takes place on Saturday and Sunday, the 3rd and 4th of December at Kilcash Community Centre. Set to be bigger and better this year with local artisans, painters, bakers and crafters. There will also be music, a raffle and a fundraising bake sale from the Kilcash Primary School Parents Association. Keep an eye on Mia Carney's Facebook page for more details there. Drag Bingo with Tina D. Parton and Kenny Todgers is back at Fennessy's Hotel and Bar this coming Sunday, November the 20th at 4pm. Price is €10 Euros per bingo sheet with lots of fun and prizes guaranteed. And get more details on Tina D. Parton's Facebook page. The long way round 15k walk run for the Southeastern Mountain Rescue Association takes place at night on Saturday the 26th of November, taking the long way round the Holy Year Cross. All the details you want are on the Southeastern Mountain Rescue Association Facebook page. The Clonmel Podcast, Job Spot. Now, jobs this week, what have we got? Well, McCarthy's in Feathered are looking for the following staff, chef, cook, waiting staff. You can send your CV and references to info at mccarthysfeathered.ie. Penny's in town are hiring. They're looking for a store manager and shop staff. More on careers.primark.com slash islandjobs or apply on the Clonmel Youth Info Facebook page. Merck Sharp and Dome are hiring production operators. Get more on jobs.msd.com. 
Boston Scientific are looking for product builders. More on jobs.bostonscientific.com slash jobs clonmel. Deviate in town are hiring seasonal staff. You can email clonmel at deviatefashion.com for more. Dove Hill are hiring full and part-time staff. All you have to do there is drop your CV into the store. And finally, Edinburgh Woolen Mills at the Showground Shopping Centre are looking for staff. You can drop your CV to Caroline Cronin at hotmail.com or into the store. Now, time for this week's interview. And I met up with Kieran Lyons for a chat. The Clummel Podcast. Kieran Lyons, welcome to the Clummel Podcast. Thank you, Mark. Good to see you. Well-known man about town in Clonmel, have been for many years, um, entertainment business, I yep. suppose you could say, DJing for many years around Clonmel and surrounding areas. Before we get into that, because I really want to ask you what it was like back in the day of being out on the circuit, tell us about the book. First of all, give us the bad news about the book that you well, are The bad news is that I, I lost um, um, about six months' work um, because I, I, it, it, the... The book slipped in my hand. I'm sorry, the tablet slipped in my hand and I grabbed it with Word open and I looked like I just leased the whole lot. And I brought it to, and I know credit to um, solve it in Gordon Fleur. They tried everything and they couldn't retrieve it. So I just had to start that basically again. How so, far ahead were you with the book? Uh, about halfway through. Yeah. Halfway through. So you've got to go mm. back to scratch? I have to go back a lot. Oh. Yeah. I saved a little bit on a USB key. So uh, hopefully, um, well, yeah, yeah. I just have to do it again. At no point, I, the, the spilt milk syndrome, you know, I'm not going to get into that. If I start thinking about that, I'll destroy myself crazy. <laughs> right. Well, we look forward to, to reading the book. The mm-hmm. book is called? Um, not being one to point the finger. <laughs> <laughs> nice title. Well, yeah, apt. <laughs> and it's a story about your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it just started a few, uh, a couple of years ago with, um, I put up a few stories or some people call them rants. Mm. And uh, I kind of have a different kind of style of writing. And I like it, you know, I like a little bit humorous, you know, and um, yeah, and loads and loads of people ask me to, come on, why are you not putting a book together? Because I tell stories every now and again, I put up a story. And um, yeah, basically it's in response to hundreds of people on Facebook. So, yeah, and it's very, very hard to write about yourself, by the way, when you're consciously writing about yourself. I would say it is. I'd also say it's very emotional, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, because, um, well, the book will be dedicated to my mother, who was a brilliant woman. This is Peggy? Peggy, yeah. And, like, she was amazing. And, um, yeah, I'll be dedicating the book to her, in all fairness. Um, from, <laughs> yeah, she was, like, she put up with a lot when I was a kid, like, you know, because um, I was born to live with no fingers, no toes, mm-hmm. okay? And um, that's a drug, the little mite, in case anybody didn't know, is a drug my mom took to alleviate morning sickness. And it was branded as the wonder drug. Yeah, it was a wonder drug, all right. Now, that, weirdly enough, the drug is still available for treating people with leprosy, and it's great effect. But they never checked, never tested it on pregnant people or animals or anything. Never, never that. So that's what happened. Um, and um, a lot of babies were born, born stillborn, or seriously with, with, with a lot of defects. Or some were born with very, with just some fingers sticking out of the shoulders, no legs, no arms, and other people. But uh, it depended on the date you took the drug, and weirdly enough, that what would happen to you, you know. Mm, you know? Mm. So whenever my man took the drug, this is what happened to me, you know. And then in the 70s, I said, that, like, there was a redress, uh, a poultry, 20,000 for the severely handicapped, you know. And uh, that was supposed to last for the rest of your life, but it didn't, obviously, because mm. people started to live longer. Yeah, of course. We weren't supposed to live that long. Right. Oh, my God. 
To come straight up to date, mm. I believe the Irish Flidamide Association have met with the T-Shot recently. Is that that's, correct? Yeah, that's it. Uh, they did. Uh, after 60 years of trying to meet the T-Shot, uh, we did meet Michal Martin um, uh, a few weeks ago and he showed serious interest and he wants to get to the end of this. And it was just uh, basically what we need going forward. Um, as we, like, I, I'm 62 now. so like, Can I say you look good on it? Ah, <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, God, you bless, you, God bless your eyesight. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, so he wants to find out more. And then we, what we're basically looking for is um, just an apology. Mm. You know, and. Um, uh, some a proper medical system, medical help going forward and uh, compensation because you know this should never have happened. This is not I didn't choose to live this life. You know, mm. It chose me. Mm. I took a tablet. You know, so that's what happened. So yeah. So hopefully he'll be a man of his word and um, make things happen. Hopefully so. Mm -hmm. You had a tough life. Yeah, but I wouldn't let I, I wouldn't let it beat me to be honest with you mm. um, because. Like I, I keep it in. Yeah, I, I have always kept it in. You know, mm. and like I, I'd, I'd rather be the Joker than old misery guts. You know, and um, I know <laughs> now I'm turning into old misery guts, <laughs> which is great fun. I'm really enjoying that. Yeah. <laughs> I really love that. But uh, yeah, 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 it was hard. But uh, you know, it, but you just get on with it. You know, so mm. you know, it wasn't much fun. Like when I ch as a child, I always wanted to play like like. Uh, Sports. My, my younger brothers were great. You know, sports were great at uh, athletics, but I couldn't run across the road because I had a caliper on one foot. Mm. Uh, akin to the one uh, in uh, you know run forest run, I had one of those. Mm, you mm. know, uh, anyway, uh, and then I had to wear these big hobnail boots for all the world for years. Mm. <laughs> uh, they were they were awful things. They, they, they were really. No, the furthest thing from fashion. All I was missing was a bolt in my neck. Oh, <laughs> Jesus! Oh my God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. But yeah, but look, look, I got on with it. Like you know what I mean? Um, like uh, taken out of school by my mum when I was sixteen. What school did you go to? I was well, yeah, much more younger than sixteen. It was the tech. Well, yeah. at first I went to, to St Mary's, mm. and um, <laughs> the less said about that, the better. <laughs> um, and then uh, the tech, because my father. Uh, was a mechanic, and I always had an interest. I, can, I, I grew up with the smell of um, swarfiga and oil, and you know, I, I, you know, and I always had an interest in uh, engineering. Where did Dad yeah. work, by the way, Kieran? Pardon? Where did he work? Oh, he worked. Well, he worked in loads of places. He was a mechanic in um, around garages in Clonmel and Egan's, mm. I think. And uh, then he worked for. Um, he was working repairing airplanes in Shannon for a few years. Then. Wow. And then. Um, then in 1969, he uh, upsaddled and ran away. Yeah, very nice of him. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I, I have to tell you a funny one about about. He was also a, a salesman for Ford, and I remember a few years ago, uh, I needed uh, to, to. I think I was renewing a passport or something, but I contacted my sister Karina in in Connolly Park, and I said, "Could you get up to the clinic and get me a, a copy of my birth cert, please?" And she said, "No problem." So she did. <laughs> but what she discovered was that uh, in the sixties, uh, there was no; they weren't called uh, a sales rep. You were called a traveller. Yeah. Okay. So you can imagine what my sister told everybody. Yeah, I yeah, could. Yeah, yeah. 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 And she got great mileage out of that. You know? <laughs> she did. Yeah. It wouldn't happen today because we can get away with it. But she, <laughs> she, yeah, I won't forgive her for that one. But yeah, but anyway, that was that was um, uh, um, 
the the tech. And then I, I, I just a few weeks before my junior search, I was taken out of school by my mum to um, to go to a rehab in Dublin, and it was in Basin Lane, and it was an awful place. Now really dark, dank, cold place, you know. Mm, yeah. And uh, basically, it was to learn to weld. But all we were doing was making air, uh, brackets for holding aerials. That little piece of metal that did you strap a, an aerial onto a roof with thousands of those and then we had to make um, um, 150 100 uh, holes in a gas stove ring by hand drilling you know oh now, this is supposed to be training You're right, yeah. sweatshop stuff yeah you know and then a little bit of welding and I love the welding you know and then uh, the the rehab opened in Clonmel then and I was moved down here and um, I did some more welding. I was working with uh, our, our own Eddie Roach, her father, Sean Roach, late Sean Roach, and he was in charge of the engineering. But Sean, at the time, his sight was, fade, was fading and whatever, but he could see that I had a, a flair for welding. So I ended up teaching a lot of these guys how to weld because Sean couldn't do it anymore. And uh, I loved that. I got electrocuted twice. Oh, but I, I did. Oh <laughs> yeah. God. yeah. Anyway, that wasn't my fault. <laughs> anyway. And anyway, yeah, I, I left uh, that to go to the big bad world because they told me I was, no, you're qualified, off you go. No papers, nothing, just told me, off you go now. You're, you're, you're done, done now, that's it. Yeah. Out you go. Yeah, see ya. And uh, nothing happened. I went, I went looking for jobs and uh, just laughed at me. Right. You know, we couldn't, we can't insure you, you're joking. This is because of your condition? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Which how, how time, I was about to say, how times were different back then. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. You know? But uh, yeah, and then um, sometime in the 70s then, I always loved music, there was always music in my house. My mum used to have the radio on all the time mm. and my grandmother would turn it off all the time. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. And um, we had uh, yeah, the music thing then, and, like a young lad, you know, came back from Dublin, I thought I was the coolest guy in the world. I had a haircut looked like a McDonald's sign, I was just big, oh my God, I think it was, you know. Anyway, all the best stuff. of clubber, no doubt. Oh, oh yeah, but well, I had parallels. <laughs> no, you wouldn't wear parallels now, you know, to get cold, you know. But parallels were the thing back those in, back in those days. Anyway, I, yeah, I, I remember going to discos, and, I, and one time then I heard um, uh, the Tom and Jerry show, which was uh, Paddy Reedy and my buddy for life, Sham Lee, mm. and they were there. And I thought this was amazing because I'd seen other DJs before, but they had an act, you know. Sham would dress up and run around the stage, crazy stuff, and they all kinds. Of, he had all kinds of things like a bubble machines and nobody else was using this stuff. This is here in know. town now, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in St. Mary's the first time I saw And I couldn't get, get over it. Like he, he built his own um, uh, ice machine, you know. He used to, I don't know where he got the dry ice, but he did it. But anyway, so the stage was all shimmer. This was amazing. And then he built it, his own sham now with this guy. He built everything, you know. It was amazing. So that was the start of it. And I started to hang around with them. And I got to a few gigs with them. And they used to call me and, you know. And Tom uh, and Jerry, so I was and. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, when they yeah. go to lubricate their vocal cords before right. a gig, they let uh, you up. Yeah, they? I was, I was there, you know, just playing to furniture. <laughs> you know, that was the start of it then, and then I kind of branched out on my own and uh, renting stuff and all that. I'm sure they were expensive. sad to see you go, were they? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> yeah. So off we went then, and and things got better and better and better, <clears throat> and um, we uh, yeah and. 
I did it for a long time, but I never made money out of it really because I always had to have a driver, you see. Mm. <coughs> you know, somebody had to drive because I, I couldn't get a license, you know, no way. But if you look at, I mean, you, you look about Clonmel back then, what, what, what places were open that you were playing at? What clubs were open at the time? Well, it was really, the, the Clonmel Arms was the big one, you know, yeah. like Gideon Park and all that. But Gideon Park, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, that, 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 Mike Kent from Waterford, I, I don't know if you ever remember him. He was little fellow from Waterford. Yeah, yeah but he had, he had fantastic equipment, but he also had a, a video disco as well, which was, oh. you know, and I remember the big screen and, and, and him and the bouncers ca carrying this monstrosity up the stairs every night, like, you know, because he's loaded out of a van. Huge thing with three big projector lights. I was crazy, oak. And it would look like you were looking at something through a pair of tights. It was, it was yeah, terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a video disco, you know. And, uh, yeah, uh, I remember that well. And, uh, um, the occasional disco then would be on over in the Manila, you know, um, but it was basically the Tom Alarms, like, you know, at the time, when I was younger, that was the place to be, you know, so. And I'm sure packed to the rafters. Oh, back. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Cattle Mart, and then, you know, oh yeah, and then it gets... Were they serving food back then too? Yeah, I was just going to tell you, yeah. <laughs> Well, it, it was supposed to be food anyway, but it was basically green stuff, and I think it was supposed to be curry chicken. But it was curry something, I'm not quite sure of the they, chicken. They had to do that, didn't they? Was yeah, there some stipulation yeah. in the license where they had to yeah. serve some sort of some sort of yeah. food? Well, it looked like green gruel. I don't know what it was, you know. But, but sure, after a few, a few bottles, you know, Smithix. I, I wouldn't wash my socks in Smithix now, but if you, back then you, you were a great fellow with your, your big bottle, you know. Good days, though. Oh, they were great, yeah, 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 great, yeah, yeah, great. I, 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 I hate to say it, but Clonmel was a lot safer place then, you know, so, mm, but sadly. Mm, it, it was, yes, I, I agree mm -hmm. with you. It was a much safer place back then, yeah. and also a much busier place back then, let's be honest about it. It was packed. Well, I, I, I only spoke about it the other day to a I met a friend of mine at a gig the other night, and I said, so back in the days when people were skinny and televisions were fat, <laughs> you know, the pubs were packed, you know, oh, wow. and um, nobody had any money, but... They still had enough for a few beers, and mm. there was music in all the pubs. You know, did you play in any pubs in town back oh, in the I, day? All of them. Yeah, I don't think there's a pub I can think of that. I no didn't way, play. really. Everywhere, yeah. So Everywhere. Every, every, especially the old pubs that obviously aren't with us anymore. Yeah, I, I, I can't think of a pub. Every, but there's very few I didn't play. Probably Cooney's, <laughs> the main guard, you know. But um, no, I think I played in just about every one of them over, over the years, you know. So, and it was great, you know. It was great fun, you know. what I mean, there was, it was lovely. But it's good, like that's gone now because like we say uh, Spotify has ruined it, you know, and the bars don't want to pay the DJs now because they can just slap on Spotify and that's it. Mm. And I, I, I don't think there's too many DJs left anyway because I've seen a few over the last few weeks, mm. and uh, there's just guys hiding behind speakers not saying a word. Whereas I always had a bit of a crack, you know, you know I always felt like if a DJ mentions somebody's name, they feel part of a gig, you know. And yeah, have, have, I, I agree. Have, have a bit of uh, slagging and that, you know. Yeah, I mean? yeah. And then and for years later, then I got a job in the infamous Golden Harp, right? And I played there for eleven years. Is that Slogger, was it? Slogger, Slogger it was, Hickey. It was after Slogger. Oh, yeah. After Slogger, I played when Slogger and Slogger and Teasy were there as well. That's right. And that was great, you know. But um, some of the funniest things ever happened. Oh, not for air. Oh, it's a shame. <laughs> I was about to say, come on, Kieran, give us a few stories. Uh, there. No. <laughs> no, no, no. It's better off I didn't. But it, it was great. It was great. And then um, uh, Marcus Russell and John Kelly took over, mm. and I did eleven years with them. You know, and oh, wow. we had a great. It was like a big family in there. It, 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 it was really, really. It was a special place. We had some great crack in there. You know, 
That'd be one of your favourite places of playing back in the day, would it be? I, I think so, because I knew everybody. Yeah. Like, Saturday night was going to be packed. You know, you play charts stuff on Saturday night. And having the crack as well, as you oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, it was great. Yeah, and uh, Sunday then was oldies night, you know. So, As yeah. in music, not the people. You, no, no. <laughs> you said that now. <laughs> yeah. I, I, they, were, they were just different. It was lovely. Mm. Um, but that... That's gone now. It's a shame it's mm. Clonmel has gone the way it has. I also believe you were involved in karaoke back in the day. Oh, that was in 1990. Uh, yeah. Was it just uh, coming in then, was it? That was, we were the first to do it in Clonmel. No so What happened was uh, I went to uh, Gleason's Bar when I, and they were advertising for weeks that they had karaoke. And this is a brand new thing because mm. Jerry Ryan was on TV and he'd given one away to some guy from Tipperary somewhere. Yeah. And it was 20,000 euros or 10,000 10, euros worth of machinery with two TVs and a big box and a pair of speakers. That's basically it. And um, we went to see this show in, um, in Gleason's. And there was a guy from Dublin doing it. And he was a, a super DJ. You know these guys, you know. Hi there! <laughs> Will you sing a song? <laughs> oh, my God. I, anyway. But uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin Pettit then saw the market here for this. So this is he, Kevin Pettit, Clomel Arms. Yeah. Yeah. He... He invested in two machines, and um, yeah, he called me one day and asked me to call to see him. And I called to see him and said, hey, "Would you be interested?" I said, "Yeah." And uh, um, for me to MC, you know, and uh, we need a singer driver. And of course, my lifelong buddy Dennis Kelly mm. was the man. So again, you know, Dennis seems to be—I don't know how he managed it, but he's always there at the right time. But anyway, yeah. So we did that, and we we had great fun with it. I think we did about eleven years of it, you know, and we we went all over the country with that. Um, Oh, we, we've had some time, but that was great, you know, yeah, that was a great time. When you were first starting out with that, say, in the Clom Alarms, am I right? Yeah? Clom Alarms was the first... First gig. Yeah, yeah. yeah. First gig was the Clom Alarms. Were yeah. people hesitant to get up and sing, or they all, yeah, no, they were very come nervous. on. That's, yeah. that's where Dennis came in, because mm. Dennis is a powerful singer. And um, uh, they were kind of, well, we go up now, we to follow him. Right, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. I, I, whatever. So, I, yeah, we, 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 then we moved to Tierney's. Okay, and we another were good part. Sean Tierney for a while, and um, uh, that was great. We, I think we were doing a Monday, Monday night or something. I can't remember Monday nights anyway. Mm-hmm. And then Muldoon's. Oh, that was Monday night. Muldoon's was Monday night. Where was Muldoon's again? It was on the corner there, uh, the back of Mulcahy's the bar, the back of Mulcahy's bar. There. It was. Yes, bar. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, um, we had that in the Monday night, and that was great fun, and that was always packed, you know. Um, yeah, we had a few residencies going on around the time, you know, so it, it, it was great, you know. So the karaoke craze really took off, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then what happened was, um, because I suppose that my buddy was such a good singer, we were getting booked in places that they didn't want anybody to go up singing. <laughs> that was weird, you know. <laughs> Even though it said karaoke on the car. <laughs> you know, they just wanted, like, also we, we kind of... Just leave practiced. Dennis sing the songs. Well, the two of us, we, we, we practised, uh, we had a set list. Fantastic. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. And, uh, we, 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 I remember one night, one of the funny ones, we went, we got booked for in Care House, mm. okay, and we always made a plan that to go, always go early to allow for something might happen. Of course, like, yeah. Get in and set up early. Yeah, yeah. So we did, we went to Care, to Care House, and uh, we were playing in the lounge, and anyway, there was nobody there, we were a barman, you know, whatever, and said, yeah, 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 I don't know what about it, get down, you go down there. So we set up our stuff and did a town check and everything was fine. And then we so we go for a drink up to town because we weren't starting to, whatever time. So we went for a drink up to town. And we came back and the bar was packed, you know, it's great. So we went straight into it, bang, 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 you know, two or three songs. And all the people were staring at us like, what, what are you doing? Like, you know, 
And I said, I said it to Dennis, what's, what's, what's going on? You're not noticing something weird here, like, you know? It's not really, no, because he was concentrating, putting the disc down. I was mm. I had to look at the crowd until somebody came up and told us that it was a funeral. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the barman never told us. It was right. a bloody funeral, and we were, oh, we had to pack it up and go away. It was so embarrassing. But listen, what a way to go, though. I'm sure that person who passed away going, this is the way I wanted it in the first place. <laughs> you know? yeah, there, there was yeah, loads and loads of funny stories with it. But then we, we got a job in Curraclough in Wexford, mm. and that was by the sea, and that was great. That was a residency down there as well. And uh, that was fantastic. That was you were really travelling the country then? All, 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 mm, all over the place. Yeah. Mm. All over the place. Yeah. Places you probably didn't even know existed. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I, we were working at, a, at one stage for Heineken and they were sponsoring nights. They book, they book us to go around giving away basically Heineken stuff. Mm. T-shirts and tumblers. All those promotional nights. Everything. Yeah, Cigarette yeah, letters, yeah. Uh, you know, Zippos if you wouldn't mind. Giving away these things. All this stuff. Uh, we did a bit with them like that. So that brought us everywhere. We just get a, a, a call to say, well, you have to be here, 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 and here. So at one stage, we were out six nights a week. Yeah. And that got to be too much. Though, you know, it, it affected Dennis's voice as well, you know. Mm. You know. So, um, yeah. That good, was the karaoke. Good days. Yeah. yeah. When did you retire from, can we call it the entertainment business? This year. This just, year? Yeah, yeah. 42, so, 42 years later, yeah. yeah. No way, 42 yeah. years. Mm. And you've seen it change dramatically. Haven't you? You think for when you first started oh, out? Oh man, it's not the same. It's not the same at all. You know. I mean, COVID obviously, boom, nothing going on. Yeah, well, yeah, I lost a lot of bookings at the time for that mm. COVID. You know, but um, I, I'd be honest with you, I think it's a, a blessing in disguise because I don't have the patience anymore. Mm. I just can't listen to. Hey, people come up to you and sticking a phone in your face. Hey, boy, will you play that? Yeah. I know there was oh, always there was always that yeah. drunk person coming up to you going, "Will you play this certain song that you knew if you played it, you'd clear the dance floor because it was so oh. obscure." Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get people then that can't pronounce names. I, I remember we sitting Dennis playing in in we had a residency in his hotel in Torlis when we were DJing, <laughs> and this guy uh, came up to us one night and said, "Hey Camille, will you play ZZ Tom?" <laughs> Who? He was looking for ZZ Tom, <laughs> but it was ZZ Tom for him. And I don't know how we kept it together in front of the man, God bless him. I, it was ZZ Tom. You remember, I've, I've had loads of stories like that. Loads of but tell us about also, was it a certain competition? Was that in Hayes Hotel as well back in the day? Well, the DJ competition, mm. that was uh, run by Harp. And they had 500 DJs from all over the country. And uh, judges came to our venue with a beautiful venue. And, and I was really something else. Um, and they, um, yeah, apparently I was put through, no, I know nothing about this. And then we had to go to Athlone uh, for uh, the semi-finals and I got through that. And then we had to go to the Pink Elephant in Dublin for the finals. And uh, I remember, well, of course... Um, what did this entail, by the way? Pardon? What did it entail? The... You had to DJ for 15 minutes, you know. Was it mix of songs? Was it what you say? Uh, a bit of each. A bit of each. How you present something, you know, so... And uh, Edwin Starr was there, you know, oh, that guy from Contact, yeah, and he yeah, was lovely. Yeah. I, he was tiny, I couldn't get over it. I, I thought he was a huge man, <laughs> yeah. but uh, he was tiny. But he sang, actually, he had a backing track, and he, mm. did, he did Contact or something, and he did War, and he was excellent. But uh, yeah, I came second out of that thing now, to my total shock. And the guy who won was, was like, um, he had the biggest hair I ever saw, and he was wearing a pink silk suit, <laughs> which is really not me. <laughs> you know, so done the big hair thing and you would have got well, I did. The, I did the big hair thing but I, <laughs> did you? I didn't I, yeah, you I, left I, the pink suit out oh yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, he, um, yeah I, 
I had the long hair and um, all that stuff, but I've been often asked to dance by people in the Clonmel Arms because the long hair, I get a tap on the show, would you like to? And then I won't tell you what to say straight after that when I turn around with a moustache like a yarn brush. You know, would you like to what? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So that was, yeah, I, I got second in that. I That's got a, fantastic, I have a gold disc it? upstairs. That is fantastic. Yeah. And uh, a lot of work came in from that one then, you know what I mean? So, mm. so yeah, busy, busy times. Did you not ever break into local radio or radio at all? Did mm. you ever think about that or did you? I did. I played, uh, I used to work for Clonmel Local Radio. Jimmy, Johnny Williamson had a place uh, down near Two Mile Bridge. Or, what's the name of the place? It's oh, down yeah. the Waterford Road. Yeah, yeah Thomas's it's, Bridge. Yeah. There's a, there was a castle there and with the area mm. up on the castle. That's right, know. yeah. And I remember being on the air and uh, you could hear cows mowing, you know. <laughs> They're outside the window, you know. Uh, you know. <laughs> you know. And that was... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then I worked, I uh, got a job, and uh, where was I? Larry O'Keefe had a place where I got a job there for a while. Centre Radio. Mm. So a guy uh, called Kevin Palmer working there? Pardon? guy called Kevin Palmer? No. No, I tell you, I didn't last long there because I went to Cork. I got a job with Cork City Local Radio. Another pirate station. But uh, and the money was really, really good. Some guy with a coffee shop, you know, had this thing. And that was fantastic. And... Uh, loads of loads of strange things happened. I went in. I remember the first time I got the job, you had to do the graveyard shift, which is middle of the night. Oh, well, yeah. And I came in to do my shift, and there was a guy there, and I just sat in and made sure everything was ready to roll. I queued up a record, and he looked at me, smiled at me, and walked out the door. Okay. And that guy, he was a lovely fellow, by the way, but he didn't smoke, right? But he used to smoke two cigars before he went on the on on, on air just to get his voice like this. No way. Okay. <laughs> So he's rumbling into the microphone. <laughs> this thing, you know? Yeah. Strange. But anyway, so I played away, you know, it was about half past three or four o'clock in the morning and this guy came in and he's looking at me through the glass, you know? And he opened the door and said, what are you doing, Kieran? And uh, I said, uh, I'm doing my programme, what do you think? He said, the transmitter has gone since 11 o'clock tonight. It's gone away for repair. That's why your man was laughing at me. So I was in there talking to myself for hours. No, I wasn't listening because you weren't actually broadcasting at all. Not at all, no, no, just talking to myself for hours. Oh, for God's <laughs> sake. But, yeah, but I, 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 that, look, there was loads of, and then, and then they had a name for me. Everybody had a name back then, you know. Like, Kieran Lyons wasn't exactly a radio name, you know. And um, they called me Angel. Oh, my God. Yeah, and uh, then, of course, my signature tune was Angel of the Morning. Oh. It was awful. It's the Juice I, Newton. It was so embarrassing, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it really, but I had to run with it because if I wanted to keep a job, I had to, angel. Yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah. So yeah, that was uh, Cork City Local Radio. Yeah, I did a bit of radio, okay, I enjoyed it. I'd love to do it again, actually, sometime, you know. Mm. I'd love to, it's not, not beyond impossible, you know. Yeah. Tell me about your poem you wrote. Oh yeah. Uh, In that chair, I believe, over <laughs> there. Yeah. Uh, I was watching uh, the news and uh, I'd see, um, they were speaking about um, Micah, the, the funny cement, and they announced that there was a 2.5 billion plus redress for these people. I think it's gone up to more now, I think. Mm. Um, and I was thinking, like, we, we, like the Clintonite Association are for 60 years fighting the government, you know, as I said, for something we didn't deserve or do, you know. Yeah. And um, why they won't even meet us, but because a few people would, their, their houses are falling down, which is terrible. It's an awful mm, thing. Mm, mm. You know, they're done and dusted. You know, again, I just think another one done and gone, you know. Mm, mm, mm. Um, like, why, why are they passing us by all the time? So I wrote this poem, and I, I'm not a poet. I just came into my head and I wrote it, you know, so, you know, so 
Yeah, please, let's. Do you let's want me to, I'd love to listen. <coughs> All right, here we go. All right, it's called Still Broken. Anyway, on the 5th of March 1960, I was born broken. And all because of a little pill my mother took, hoping that it would take away the awful sickness in the mornings. The miracle pill, as it was known, did all that was intended. And on the 6th of March 1960, I was born amended. The word spread fast about the town about the little broken baby, who by now was sure to die but battled on barely. The missing bits for socks and mitts was the big news of the day and the little pill that did his thing quietly slipped away. Those behind the little pill claimed they did no wrong, but as more and more broken babies appeared, they began to change their song. As the years went by and talk had turned to some type of remittance, and in the early 70s some received a pittance. But not the broken baby boy born on March the 5th, because a scared doctor and chemist couldn't find him on the list. Years and years have gone by now and still no slice of pie because the pill men and their barristers await the broken boy to die. The little boy is old now and still denied his right from the sneaky little pill man known as thalidomide. So I just wrote that and um, I, I posted on, on Facebook and, and uh, Clonmel Stories too. That, uh, Liam and Liam and really, really do uh, they, they have been great to me. That 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 honestly, that that page on Facebook has been great, and uh, it went all over the world. And I didn't know, you know, I was just getting these messages from, you know. So yeah, that's the poem. Mm. Kieran Lyons, mm-hmm. thank you very much for joining You're us. You're more than welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, take care, buddy. The Clonmel Podcast. Thank you, Kieran. So there we have it. That is the Clonmel Podcast for this Friday, the 18th of November. If you'd like to get in contact, I'd love to hear from you. You can email the Clonmel Podcast at gmail.com. You'll find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And of course, on the website where you can hear every single episode of the podcast. Until next week, stay safe, look after one another, and I'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. This podcast was brought to you by Manny Restaurant, Parnell Street, Clonmel. Now taking bookings for your Christmas get-together with family and friends. Why not book today to enjoy the Manny experience? You can call 052 617 or email info at manny.ie. You've been listening to the Clonmel Podcast with Mark Whelan. Produced by West 10 Audio Productions. Your town, your podcast.